You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fourth and Manageable, an SEC football podcast brought to you by 2400 Sports. Now, here's Brad Edwards. Hello and welcome into our new podcast, Fourth and Manageable, covering SEC football. I'm Brad Edwards, and this is a podcast that uh, if you haven't found it before today, you'll be able to get it three times a week. We debuted last Thursday. We did our second show uh, at the end of the day's action on Saturday, which posted on Sunday morning. And right now we're recording on Monday, on Labor Day, but this will be posted on Tuesday. And once the schedule normalizes and we get into our typical college football week, you'll be able to find us every Tuesday, Thursday, and then Sunday morning. And uh, once the playoff rankings start coming out, you'll get a second uh, show on Tuesday, which will be Tuesday night when we'll react to those rankings. Uh, But anyway, the reason I'm letting you know that we're recording on Monday is because there are a couple stories that are developing right now involving LSU players and at least one, if both of those might be resolved by the time you actually hear this podcast. So I just want to let you know we're aware of them. Uh, we will uh, address them, but if our information is not up to date, that's why that we're, we're doing this uh, well in advance of when you're likely to hear it for the first time. So when we last talked to you on Saturday night, uh, when I was with my co-host Tyler Bray, who will be joining me in just a little bit uh, to talk about that LSU game against Florida State, uh, we were saying that, hey, LSU was all that the SEC needed to go 14-0 and in that week one of college football action, and obviously that didn't happen, and we'll, we'll get into that in just a little bit, uh, but still a 13-1 and week, very good performance for the SEC, and on top of that, 3-0 and against ranked opponents with uh, Georgia knocking off Oregon. Arkansas beating Cincinnati, and then Florida pulling a mild upset at home against number seven, Utah. It was uh, it was a, a good week all in all for the SEC, and a bunch of other teams just got the kinks out uh, against weaker competition, uh, but a lot of W's, only one L, and uh, now we look ahead to week two. And uh, as we'll typically do on this Tuesday podcast, we'll look back at a little bit of week one and Uh, or I should say look back a little bit at the previous week and then look ahead uh, to the coming Saturday uh, with our coverage. And and I'm going to start today by just looking at some numbers that really jumped out at me. Uh, Many of you have listened to me for a long time. No, I'm a numbers guy. Um, I I don't uh, necessarily like to get uh, too deep into complete trivia, Um, but this is is my opportunity to get into some things that, that might not really be that relevant on the field, but just things that I find interesting and hopefully you will too. And one of those is that LSU, after losing last night, um, third straight season opener, the Tigers have lost, which is kind of surprising. So basically after winning the national championship in 2019, uh, they've lost the first game of the next three seasons. 
the last time LSU lost a season opener three years in a row, you got to go back to the the 90s, and it was actually 91 through 95, where most of that was because they were opening every season with Texas A&M at a time when Texas A&M was the best team in the Southwest Conference. And that was the reason for it. But any LSU fan will tell you, 90s is not something that you want to keep in your memory as an LSU football fan because it was a dark decade. And the way this one has started, um, LSU fans are in fear of a repeat. Um, and they, they don't want the, the 2020s to be anything like the 1990s because uh, there were not a lot of highlights for LSU football uh, in that decade. And, and this one is, is starting out poorly. Like I said, just a few minutes, uh, Tyler and I are going to discuss what happened uh, in New Orleans on Sunday evening. Uh, another thing that uh, jumped out at me, and, and let me first thank sportsreference.com for this information. Give them credit for it because uh, they have a great website. If you're a college football fan and you love statistics, just check out uh, sportsreference.com. They cover a lot of sports, but college football is the one uh, that, that we're benefiting from here. And one of the things I looked at was the returning Heisman winner, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, had five touchdown passes in the first half, and then on the only drive he played in the second half to start the, the third quarter, uh, he added enough rushing yards to finish with 100 for the day. So five touchdown passes, 100 rushing yards. According to Sports Reference, he's the third SEC player since 2000 to do that in the game. Uh, the, the last one was Keaton Thompson of Mississippi State, who did it against Stephen F. Austin in 2018. His teammate, Nick Fitzgerald, did it two seasons earlier against Samford. You know, Samford, Stephen F. Austin, Utah State, which is the, the opponent for Bryce Young. None of those are impressive opponents, but really what jumps out at me is that when, when you look at the evolution of the dual threat quarterback, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is um, not that likely that anyone did that before 2000 because most of the time back then, a quarterback who would have had 100 yards rushing was not the kind of guy with a skill set who was going to throw five touchdowns in a game. So the reason I'm bringing this up is there's a chance, I can't prove it, but there's a chance that what Bryce Young did the other night was only the third time in SEC history uh, that that's happened, that a quarterback had five touchdown passes and 100 rushing yards in a game. If anyone's aware of another one, please reach out. Let me know. I would love to know just because I, I, I'm interested in that kind of stuff. But um, uh, still, I, I think that it's uh, it's compelling for that reason, which is it hasn't happened very many times uh, in the history of the conference and, and maybe only three. Also in that game, Alabama shut out Utah State. Not shocking. Um, but what's interesting is that's the 23rd shutout that Alabama has had since the 2009 season which was the first national championship year under Nick Saban. So when you look at the last, what, 13 seasons plus one game, Alabama's 23 shutouts are by far the most in the nation. Now, look, there are a lot of stats that Alabama is going to have by far the most in the nation over that span. But in this category, the second most by any team is 14 shutouts. 
And that's a tie between Wisconsin and Georgia. Which brings me to the next number that I found interesting, another number related to defensive dominance, which is that Georgia, while they didn't have a shutout against Oregon on Saturday, they allowed only three points. It was the 11th time since 2019, so the last three seasons in one game, the 11th time that Georgia held a Power 5 opponent out of the end zone. That is remarkable in that number of games to have 11 times that a power five team couldn't even score a touchdown against you. Just to put that in perspective, the next most by any team in the country over that span is five by Alabama. So 11 for Georgia, the next most is is fewer than half that number, five by Alabama. And, and for those who have picked up on the common thread, it's Kirby Smart. Now, I'm not giving Kirby credit for every shutout Alabama had during that span, uh, but he was the defensive coordinator at Alabama for a lot of them uh, in the early years under Nick Saban and uh, certainly has been a driving force behind how good Georgia's defense has been in these last few years. So, uh, you know, cap tip to both the Alabama and Georgia defenses and a big cap cap tip to Kirby Smart uh, for what he's been doing defensively in this conference for a long time. His impact has certainly been felt. And then One other one I want to mention, uh, just because it kind of flies in the face of logic to us, which is we have this conception of Lane Kiffin as an offensive genius. And just to be clear, I think he's a very good offensive coach and his track record supports that. I mean, whether you're talking about his time as a play caller, whether that was at USC or at Alabama um, or, you know, any of his head coaching stops uh, since he left Alabama, he's certainly had some very good offenses. Where uh, where you really start scratching your head is when you look at what's happened lately with Ole Miss's offense. And Ole Miss fans, I'm sure, are well aware of this, but the rest of the, the conference and the rest of the country probably isn't, which is that when Ole Miss scored 28 points against Troy on Saturday, it was the ninth consecutive game in which Ole Miss did not score more than 31. That's surprising, isn't it? I mean, with Lane Kiffin as the head coach, and especially when you look at some of the opponents in that stretch, to have not scored more than 31 points in nine straight games, um, it's not only surprising to have happened with a Lane Kiffin coach team, but here's the context. That is tied for the longest active streak in the, in the Power Five, I was about to say the FBS, in the Power Five with Northwestern and Duke. Okay, Ole Miss is tied with Northwestern and Duke for most consecutive games in the Power Five without scoring more than 31 points. Now, here's the difference, though, between those teams. Over the nine games without scoring 31, Northwestern is two and seven. Duke is one and eight. Ole Miss is seven and two. All right, so at the same time as we kind of say, Lane, what's going on here with the offense? We also have to give Ole Miss credit for the way that they've turned around that defense because when he first took over as head coach, that defense was a punchline nationally. I mean, they couldn't stop anybody. And they really turned it around to a big degree last year. And uh, obviously, at least through one week this year, seemed to, you know, to, to still be a solid defensive team. And that's what allows you to go seven and two over a nine game span in today's college football, despite 
not scoring more than 31 in any of those games. Now, a lot of them, they've scored 31 or close to it, which is part of the reason they're 7-2. and two. Uh, But you see these days so many teams that lose games where they're scoring in the 30s or the 40s or even the, the 50s. Um, we had a North Carolina App State game last weekend where a team scored in the 60s and lost. So, um, you know, being able to, uh, to hold teams to where you can consistently win without scoring 31 points is a tribute to the Ole Miss defense. And like I said, you've got to give Kiffin some credit for that. In addition to wondering, where is that offense? I think we're going to see it break out this weekend. Uh, but still, I wanted to mention it while I still could, while the streak is still alive, because that's a head scratcher that Ole Miss has not broken out on anybody offensively in quite a while. Um, it's probably going to happen on Saturday. But, uh, hey, if you're the type to throw out interesting info at the water cooler to get a reaction, there's one for you to try out on some folks because I'm guessing most of the people who follow SEC football, if they're not Ole Miss fans, they had no idea about that streak.